Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam! I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for Duckets, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Duckets is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 <laughs> or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Duckets. Hey, D&D fam, welcome back. We are glad to be amongst you, amongst the living. Um, today, yeah, well, we are. church. Uh, <laughs> today, we are continuing our May conversation. As you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so we wanted to make sure we're speaking to you on the things that affect your mental wellness, your um know being in your happy place and trying to maintain some of that energy and so today we are going to be talking about money and mental health on our diva dockets yes you know one of our favorite topics is money so of course we were going to find a way to show how it can be impactful on your mental health. I actually had the opportunity a few years back to talk at a mental health, a black mental health symposium um, with a clinical director. And our topic was a psychological approach to managing your mental health and your money. Um, and we got a lot of great feedback from it. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, diving into this topic and talking about it. So um, one of the, you know, we like to start with stats. And um, in 2021, there was a stat that says 17.4% of black families were living below the poverty line. Um, and then an American Psychological Association study found that 72% of Americans feel stressed about money, at least some of the time. So I think, and you taking those two in um, conjunction with each other, it just shows that, you know, whether, of course, there are different stresses and we are not about to minimize the differences, right? right? But whether you're above the poverty line or below the poverty line, you know, Americans in, in general are just feeling very, very stressed about um, money. And I think we had, uh, a, I think there was a therapist on, um, he talked about even the ones that are in the opposite positions where they have enough money, but they create a stress because they their fear is not having enough money, right? So they're always hoarding it and holding yeah. it in, which is kind of the category I used to fall in very much. So I working my way out of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's it's also very stressful. Like this, like it's the ball is always about to drop. I'm about to lose my job. What am I gonna do? You know, and making sure that you always have enough. So you know, the stresses on that just just leads to a, a lot of a lot of different things. Yeah, and I think. I believe it was Todd, but it was just, yeah. he was speaking to with that, just um, the dynamics of kind of you usually grow up one or two ways if you grew up in a position of scarcity. So a lot of those 
people are either really extremely like savers, right, or they become almost like spendthrifts, right, like right. live for the moment because you, know, you never know. Never know. Right. I, I haven't had yeah. it. I'm used to not having it. So right. what difference does it make? Right, right, right. Um, or they become the people like like you said that are very um, conscious and and don't want to go back to that. Right. Um, and so yeah, that's that's it's definitely important. And I think you know, especially just in the economy, everything's uncertain. There's debates of are we headed for a recession? Are we not? Yeah. Inflation. And so I think even to your point, whether you are, you know, barely making ends meet or whether you make good money, I think it can be stressful to feel fully secure. Yeah. And what secure what looks secure, like. secure looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, because in, in in that study, and again, we're, you know, it's a black mental health symposium. So we're in a room full of, you know, doctors and, and licensed therapists and mm-hmm. professionals, right? right? Mm-hmm. So degree professionals, um, um, and I, the question that I posed was, if you lost your job today, how long could you maintain your lifestyle without an income, right? Without a, without a, without an income coming in from your whatever your main source was. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I don't know if I was so much surprised be, just because of what I do by nature, but um, it was shocking in that environment to see that, um, you know, the D answer was a year. Like, you know, it was three months, six months, and a year. Mm-hmm. And so it was very little. I think it was under 10% that said that they could survive for a year. Mm-hmm. And I was I was a little shocked by that because, you know, the, the, the um, belief or notion is that once you get a degree and you get these corporate jobs or you become an entrepreneur and you start building and you become a doctor, um, you're set, right? Yeah. And you, you can just live but we've often talked about it that even in those instances the more you make the more you start accumulating so mm-hmm. usually your dick it comes it becomes kind of, relative it, yeah um and to your point there's situations where even though if you might make a hundred two hundred thousand dollars you might be the the primary breadwinner so there's that stress of I have to I have to maintain my job mm-hmm. because I'm responsible for the majority right. of the bills. Right. Um, or you might be the sole one. It might be a situation where you know we've talked about childcare and how mm-hmm. much that costs. Yeah. If you have younger kids, you might have made the decision making such a substantial amount. Like, okay, you stay home to save there, and so you really are. It really does feel right. like it's all on you. And so that two hundred or that one fifty or whatever that six figure that you know is divided by a family of four. Correct. <laughs> right. So right, right. you know it. it it's still requires a lot of strategic mm-hmm. planning and budgeting. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, for the most part, obviously there's exceptions. We know plenty of people who are single, no kids that, that might make, you know, good money. But like, usually most of the time, if you have a family, it's mm-hmm. not just you that you're providing for mm-hmm. from that income. So I think that becomes like a source of stress. And just like um, one of the things that I notice, and to your point is, apparently the guidance on how much you should save in your emergency fund has changed. Mm. So most of us probably don't have enough compared to, so it used to be to save your emergency fund should be about three months of your, of what you, um, your bills. Mm -hmm. So not necessarily your take home salary, but if you, you know me, even numbers, I know this is not realistic. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe not. If your monthly bills rent everything add up to two thousand a month. The old guidance was you should save in that case you should have six thousand saved. Mm. The new guidance is actually three months of your take home. 
because the thought process is if you lost your job something happened like you still want to be able to actually like enjoy life or go get a piece of pizza or you know not necessarily just you fall down but just like you want to have yeah. something extra that you can still not just be in a rut and it mm-hmm. affecting you mentally you still want to be able to do some of the things so now it's become three months of your take home but if you are either like single head of household then that number goes up closer to six mm-hmm. so if you're thinking again i'm just using an even number if three if, if a month of your take home is five thousand, now you need fifteen. And before you might have thought, well, my two two of my five is you know. <laughs> right. So now I'm looking like a gap. So mm-hmm. again, it's changed because I think some of it too is life has gotten more expensive. Mm-hmm. So the guidance from like the financial experts is that you should save even more. Yeah. So I think you know when you think about that too that if that can create a little anxiety of like I think oh I'm not created where I need anxiety to be. for someone listening. I'm sorry. I, I mean, listen. When I heard it, I was like, oh, I'm so, six months now. I'm, I'm behind. behind. I'm behind. Yeah, I, like, I was out. I was like, ooh, I don't have six months of what you're telling me. Yeah. But you know, um, I think the thing from that that I take is the best. The next best day to start is today. Yeah. So if you're not there, like, don't beat yourself up. I'm not at six months. I'm like, listen, that's not where we at. So you just build and chip away to try to get to that point. Um, obviously, savings is not an overnight thing. Right. People save. It's an emergency saving. So you're saving for the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really plan to necessarily need it. So as long as an emergency isn't here, you're still kind of, you know, accumulating towards that. Right, so. towards that goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um. So let's talk about some of the stressors that come. I mean, obviously we talked about anxiety and depression, but um, like some of the stressors that come from um, mental health wise from not being able to either either be where you think you should be, right? Because obviously it's not a situation where you're um, anywhere close to the poverty line, but the idea of thinking, okay, this study says I should have this, and then you start thinking about what if I lose my job, could I survive three months? It still creates a stress, right? Um, regardless of where you are along that poverty threshold. Um, so, like, talk about some of the, the you know, of course we're using clinical terms loosely because we are not licensed therapists, right. um, but some of the mental factors that it can have, even, you know, if even if it's just, like, self-esteem, like, how does anxiety kind of manifest in those ways? So... Really, I think certain things become cyclical, right? So if you're stressed, that can affect your sleep. A lot of times when you're anxious, your mind isn't resting, and so you're not sleeping well. And so if you're not sleeping well, when you are awake, you're not as sharp, you're not performing well. Right. And sleep is one of the things that, you know, even fitness folks, everyone tells you, like, sleep is super important for every kind of goal, for your just mental acuity, for your health, for your fitness. And so... That then, lack of sleep and just the toll that it's taking on you, just kind of worrying and being in that space, can affect your health in terms of, you know, stress is often associated with blood pressure. Um, I know at least in the (laughs) African-American community, diabetes, you know, is is the thing. And so that is the way that I think physically some of that stress can manifest. Um, And it's just a... I don't know. It's kind of a cyclical thing, right? Because if you aren't sleeping well, and so you're not as sharp and you're not performing well, then you might not be as confident at work. You know, it could just kind of keep 
perpetuating itself mm-hmm. in in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some some can lead to like unho- unhealthy coping mechanisms. You might drink a little bit more. I know yeah. during COVID, folks was you know <laughs> getting a little loose with the yeah. sauce, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you know other drugs of choice. Um, and obviously, and and this just depends on. There's a difference too between you're stressed about money and you're having money issues. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know where ends when you where you're not able to meet um, to make ends meet. You know one of the top we say it all the time within relationships within marital relationships. One of the top reasons for divorce is finances mm-hmm. and disagreements about money. And so obviously if you're if you're stressed if, if there's just not enough money to go around that also can manifest in you know more frequent disagreements yeah and i also think it's a um like there's a different mental approach to Mm -hmm. to the way some people approach money um some people really truly do believe and i'm gonna say it's a belief because there are people that don't believe it Mm -hmm. um so i won't call it a factor non-factor i will say some people truly believe that money is endless right Mm -hmm. um and they approach money like if i lose it i can make it back Mm Um, and then there are people like me that's like, I don't even want to be in a position to lose it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they move in very different ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that both of them could cause you stress because I don't believe, um, and we talked about it before high performing people mm-hmm. usually deal with a lot of anxiety, right? Even yeah. though they know, yeah, if I need to, I can go out right now and make $2,000. I can go out and make $5,000. They the process of however they're gonna do that still causes yeah right still like, cause them, like, how am I getting right it still causes them um, a, mm-hmm. a lot of angst um and, and anxiety and like mm-hmm. you said I think sometimes um women particularly because I don't know that men do this um like one of their ways of dealing with it is through through stress eating I don't know that men men do that they may um I I, I guess. I'm saying it because we talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, and, and as a woman, I've done it. Or you, um, I mean, it's the thing, it's stereotypical, right? When you're feeling some type of way, you get some ice cream. Right. You get, you right, know, right. comfort food. Right, you get your comfort foods. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, eating-wise, what they're, how, how they do that or how it mm-hmm. manifests. Um, like, if they just you know, play the PlayStation more or, you know, because I'll be now. Right. Yeah. How, how they're, mm-hmm. how men manifest in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, that can also then lead to the yeah. blood pressure and the diabetes mm-hmm. and the headaches because now you're just eating to remove this one problem is creating another mm-hmm. problem because physically your body can't handle um, what you're trying to digest. So I think um, <clears throat> when it comes to that, and of course we are not talking about um, it, I mean, if you're below the poverty level, I just there's just very little you can do. Right. There, there really is. There's just very mm-hmm. little that you can do, and those stressors are going to come. The health issues are going to come. You know, we kind of addressed that in in our last episode, mm-hmm. um, with the mental health with the mental health because economic, um, realities are real, right? right? But for um others, you know, I think that just the way that you kind of approach money in you know my daddy we used to always say prepare for war at a time of peace mm-hmm. um so you know like you said the best day to start preparing is today if you haven't started you okay. haven't lost your job right, right. You, there, there's another check coming and you're doing good and right. think things are okay start so you can now. start start preparing now mm-hmm. um and a lot of times 
you know, kind of talked about this too, that it's, it's shame where people feel like, well, you know, you see that stat and you're like, well, dang, I don't have three months. Mm-hmm. How can I not be there? You can get there. Just, right. you know. And that's actually yeah. more the norm if it yeah, makes you it feel is. better. It is. I think, I don't know if it was an Oprah episode, yeah. but it was something, something she was interviewing on. And she was just saying that, like, most Americans do not have a spare $1,000 for an emergency. So if you think about it, most folks, many people, three months of your expenses is more than a thousand dollars. So, you know, if you think about what's actually going on and what's actually the reality, you're not actually uncommon. Right. right, right. I understand, of course. And again, a lot of us, especially the high performance heights, you want to make sure that you're at or above what most people are doing. I get that. (laughs) I I totally get it. But if you're not, like, it's not that uncommon and it's something that to your point like you could approach it that this is not by any means an opportunity or um an intent to shame it is to inform so that we can you know know better and do better that's that's the thought there and you know like i said we bring ourselves to the table yeah the new math the math is not math over here. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't have the six of yeah. what they are talking about. Yeah. But I tell you what I will do. I will work towards it. That's all I Absolutely. can do. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And that is all you can do. And I mean, it doesn't come... Um, in an instant like that it's it's a long it's a long game mm-hmm. it's a, it's a long game um you know yeah I, i'll just say that it's a long game you have to be patient and you have mm-hmm. to give yourself grace you have to be honest with yourself right mm-hmm. you have to understand what are your financial habits some people yeah. you know honestly they especially single people mm-hmm. they don't have to be um accountable to anyone mm-hmm. right until usually they get in a relationship mm-hmm. and that's usually when you start facing whatever you're facing about your finances because now somebody else is maybe not depending on you but in some way in that aspect in that relationship they know you kind of start to yeah it's like okay we kind of mingling some things so yeah i think and i think i said it on several episodes before so again i believe in being as transparent with you all as possible so that you all can feel more comfortable with the stuff (laughs) that we're telling you so for me to your point about financial habits, I know that I am not a person um, who tends to keep their savings in the typical brick and mortar. Like I always use that Kevin Hart joke where he was like, I got to check it and I got to save it. <laughs> I don't need my checking and my savings to connect because in my mind, again, my habit, and I don't trust myself enough to, to think like, oh, you you passed that. But in the past that I would just move that money from savings to checkings and mm-hmm. not worry about Oh, well, my budget says that you got a thousand for this and then you're done. Don't pass go. I'm like, well, I have this over here so I can just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So I actually set up and I'll um, include the link. There's a, um, I think it's called like Max or something, but essentially it moves your money between high interest checking accounts. It optimizes it. Um, so that your money is always in the highest checking account um, to make your money make money as possible. And so for me, when I get paid, I pay myself first. So I had to develop the habit of I'm going to move that that percent over there and let it do what it does. Mm -hmm. Now, I could get that money if I needed to, but because it's not right in my face, I'm not thinking about it. It's out of sight, out of mind. And so I am an out of sight, out of mind saver. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to be honest with yourself to know that. Because there's plenty of people who just go put their money at Wells Fargo or Bank of America or wherever 
and it's cool. They're they're very disciplined and I touch it. That was not my truth and I had to be honest and okay about that. Yeah. And I think even with that, um <clears throat> financially that makes more sense to do that. Mm-hmm. Um just because of the percentage and the return that you can get on your investment. Having your money in a regular savings account, you might get point zero four percent back. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but if you could have it in in a savings account that's gonna do four percent, you just have to do some research. Now I do say, um, because most of the times when you have to do those transfers, they're not instant unless you're doing them on Zelle or something like that, which kinda is the benefit, like you said, of making sure that, you know, you're not just you it's just not readily available. You have to make sure you do some thinking before you do these things because it's not gonna be available just Monday, it's not gonna come to you until Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I would say an emergency to me, I still, it's old school, but I still say that $1,000 should be in a regular savings account. That needs to be accessible to you. You blow a tire, you know, you can't wait the Thursday mm-hmm. to get, you know, yeah. your tire. So mm-hmm. I do think that there should be a certain amount of money um, that you have accessible in a regular savings account. But to build a savings and to do it into an investment account or retirement fund, no, that that does not need to be in your Wells Fargo savings account because it's not doing anything for you. Mm-hmm. It's doing a lot for the bank, but it's not doing anything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that there are just different. Um, I don't know. There's just different strategies that you can do when it comes to you know how it affects your mental health. I think just a lot of the anxiety comes from not attacking it like mm-hmm. the angst that comes from even getting started mm-hmm. but you know i think it was martin luther king said that you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step right mm-hmm. um so you just have to sometimes you just have to get started and mm-hmm. if you know you know like Andrew, when she first started she knew that i was better at it than her go to a friend like mm-hmm. it does not hurt you to go to a friend and to ask someone about it so i mean there's Especially in our community, we just have so much pride, which pride and shame, pride and shame Mm -hmm. um, around money. But the tools, especially now, the tools are available to Mm -hmm. you. The tools are available to you. You just have to, um, you know, access them. Now, this is it's a whole different thing when you're talking about like going to banks for loans and all that stuff. That can definitely create. Uh, some mental health issues with self-esteem and all that. Getting denied for a loan is is painful. Mm-hmm. It it is painful. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. It is painful, you know. Um. So, but you know, there are other things you can do so that that doesn't happen again in the future, you right. know. But again, it's it's just baby steps, and I think um, you know, and when it comes to to mental health, like when you're feeling your the anxiety let's talk about you know we, we've we talked about them before but let's talk about some of the ways that when you do feel yourself dealing with um self-esteem issues or you know the anxieties or depressions when it relates to um money mm-hmm. once you have figured out what what the source of it is and realize that it's about money and what can some of the things that you can do so first of all my main um anxiety tip in general it comes from therapy and it is to assess what you know to be true because a lot of time anxiety you're already swirling you're swirling about the possibilities of i'm about to get fired why you about to get fired you about to lose your job you got to all these things happening that have not happened right and so you're worrying about the what could be 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say, for, you know, obviously with financial planning, you do plan for things. Yeah. But and there's a difference between I'm planning for retirement and I'm nervous about losing my job. And so with, you know, if you're feeling like a high sense of anxiety, first step back and, you know, maybe breathe, do some, you know, deep breathing. But ask yourself what you know to be true. Do you have a job right now? <laughs> do you, you know, did you get paid this Friday? Or are you getting paid next Friday? However often you get paid. Do you right now, are you able to put food on the table? Because mm-hmm. if if what is true right now is that you are okay, then from there you can take the steps to figure out. The next question to ask yourself is, and it is different for every person. What does comfortable look like to you? So maybe that comfortable is more than that. For you to feel secure is more than that three months. Mm -hmm. Maybe for you, you want to get to that point where you can say, I have a year. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. So once you've identified what does comfort look like for you, then you could take the steps. You know, I love talking about my smart goals. You could take the steps to have those like monthly kind of what baby steps can I take to get to the place of comfort? Because the goal is to assess like what the actual quote issue is or worry is where you are actually in comparison to it. And then if there's somewhere you want to get or a goal to, to be, to be made, make a little steps to make mm-hmm. it manageable. So. That's good. That's good tips. Um, I think for, for the mental health aspect of it, um, in that, in that um, symposium that she talked about, mm-hmm. um, she mentioned grounding. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about it probably about two years ago, I think before we were on YouTube, but youth grounding is basically, um, phys- it's like a physical touch thing, right? Mm-hmm. Some people literally take their shoes off and go touch grass. They mm-hmm. they ground themselves to something, um, t- to the ground basically, like, mm-hmm. um, and and it uses a counting mechanism uh, of counting, saying like it's taking your mind out of what you're spiraling about and literally feeling what's around you. What am what am I seeing? What do I smell? What do I touch? How does this making me feel? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't know, I, I guess something in us and something in the earth, mm-hmm. um, it really does connect. Like, it, and I mean, I walk around barefoot all the time. It annoys people. I'm a country girl. I'll walk on grass in a minute. And it does, I mean, it really does feel calming. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it, it might not necessarily be grass. Some people might have grass allergies, you know. Yeah. Um, but even like, you know, it, when they when you do yoga that's what they tell you to take off your shoes you know mm-hmm. um so it's a lot of the, i think grounding definitely works accounting um works with breathing mechanisms mm-hmm. um meditation really is impactful a lot of people you know it might take you time to do it mm-hmm. um for those that are Peloton users, they have a whole meditation thing, and you can start with five minutes, mm-hmm. increase up to thirty minutes. I ain't at that thirty minute level. Yeah, you know that's about fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Like my mind, t- right? I'm back distracted, but you know, in that minute, just like talking through it and breathing through it, it really mm-hmm. does help you. Like if you're really angry and you breathe correctly, like you can't help you but can't stay that angry, you yeah. cannot st- like it's physically impossible yeah. to stay that angry, mm-hmm. um, just from breathing, right? Mm-hmm. Just from breathing. So, um, you know, those are some things that you could do that are absolutely free, um, yeah. to help you with, you know, in in that in that instant in that moment to help you kind of just kind of reel it back and really. Yeah. And I would say to me, grounding or for me, grounding kind of has the same effect as like 
So there's this feeling when I go on vacation that I have on every trip and I try to bottle it up and bring, <laughs> and bring it back with me. And sure, sure enough, <clears throat> two weeks of being back in the hustle and bustle, it's like, oh. But when I, when you're like on vacation and you're, you know, you're on the beach and you hear the ocean in front of you and you just got your little drink and you just, you have to be nowhere. Mm -hmm. You are just there. Mm -hmm. You start to realize when you kind of go away from your norm, like to this, whatever this beautiful place is. A lot of the stuff that we worry about, the coulda, wouldas, is really not that important. What right. is important is like you have your health, that you have your life, that you have people who love you. Like you really, I think on vacation, you you build that in and you mm -hmm. get to a kind of place of like, not to be cliche, but you get to like a zen mm -hmm. within you. Mm -hmm. And then you come back into life and it pounds all the these. Yeah. You know, things that are pulling at you that kind of increases that, you know, brings it back. And so I for me, I can say that grounding kind of gives me a little piece of that, mm -hmm. like a little piece of like, girl, the thing that you're worrying about, it's probably not, it's not even going to happen. Yeah. But even, you know what I mean? Like, again, to that thing of like, but if, if, if this is bothering you so much, what will make you feel better? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and kind of get into that place of like, okay, this is manageable and I'm, I'm going to take this one step. And so... Um, so yeah, I think for me, it at least kind of, it's cheaper than a vacation. It is cheaper than a vacation. And it may also make me think when you're saying like getting outside of your normal environment where you're mm -hmm. feeling stressed, a car ride will do wonders, you know? Um, there's a reason that babies go to sleep on a car ride. Like it's very relaxing. Just mm -hmm. like not that you have a place to go to. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes just get in your car, ask for a break for an hour if you're, you know, if you have it, there's a lot of single parents out here that can't yeah. do that and they have younger kids, I get it. Mm -hmm. But if there's a way for you to just, you know, yeah. just drive, just drive mm -hmm. with some music until you can, until you cal cal calm down, you mm -hmm. know, and, and you're going to come back to the environment. You have to deal with your life. You have to deal with reality. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you said, you so everybody can't get on a plane and take a vacation, you right. know, but sometimes like a simple car ride um can do can do the same thing mm -hmm. or walk mm -hmm. if you don't want to you know if you like if you're being really conscious you mm -hmm. want to use gas a long walk yeah get on that greenway yeah and i think you're really good about this and i i guess everybody should have that circle of friends right because leandra is very good about this if i start spiraling is making sure that you affirm yourself Mm -hmm. um even with money like you can write down your financial achievements mm -hmm. i paid a hundred dollars off of a credit card like it, it don't have to be i paid off a credit card mm -hmm. i paid a hundred dollars off on a credit card you know like mm -hmm. those little steps i promise you i promise you i promise you mm -hmm. they will make your credit score start creeping up you'll start getting those letters in the mail little credit karma emails it, it will happen right mm -hmm. so just write those little little achievements even mm -hmm. if it's um I, I didn't go out three times this, this month. I yeah. went out twice this month. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was able to split the, like even every little achievement, because I think what we don't do enough is we focus so much on the negative. Yeah. We do not give ourselves credit and grace for those things in a positive. And that's even in relationships, right? We're so mm -hmm. busy critiquing each other mm -hmm. that we rarely ever like, it's like human nature yeah. to point out the the, negative. the what's not yeah. good or yeah. what's not even not good, but like the areas of weakness. People yeah. are easier at picking like what you didn't do well than like showing the areas of improvement. This mm -hmm. is what can be better. This is but instead of saying this is what's right. Yeah. This this mm -hmm. is this is what I'm doing right, you know? Um, so I think that really 
really would do a, a, a great service to you mm-hmm. um, in helping your mental health is just writing writing down some of your achievements. And I say do it just like you do, you know, for those who work those nine to five where you have um, performance. One of the things that I <laughs> would struggle with is because I would wait until the mid year and be like, I don't know what to say about myself. A lot of us are awkward already right, talking about right, ourselves. Right, right. And so one of my, um, actually a cousin of mine, she was like, girl, I write at the end of every month, mm-hmm. January, this is what I did, oh, yeah. February, this is what I did. And so you can do the same thing, even if it's in your, your phone, like I know iPhone has like the little notes app. Mm-hmm. Even if you just put in there that you can look back on, you know, January, these are the financial mm-hmm. like steps I made. Um to Quick's point, it does give you a fuller picture because, yeah. of course, we're human. So by human nature, we're going to make mistakes. We can always be doing something better. But when you see what's actually going well, I mm-hmm. think you'll be able to, um, you know, give yourself a little grace and see, you know, actually, I'm not doing that bad. Right, right, right. So, right. Sure. Um, sure. so speaking of, you know, a lot of times the the outside of you know ends meeting mm-hmm. usually the stress about money is either savings and or debt right so mm-hmm. what it comes down to i feel like i don't have enough if something happened um and so the rule is or the most common rule i've seen is like 50 20 30 and so 50 percent of your take home is supposed to go to necessities so your rent or mortgage utilities those are like necessities um food Mm-hmm. 30% is supposed to go to discretionary. So I suppose that's like your gym membership. That's kind of discretionary. You don't necessarily have to have a Dining gym membership. Out. Right. Okay. And then 20% is supposed to go to savings. Mm-hmm. So if you are not at the point, because again, we know this inflation, it's a lot happening. <laughs> and the, the wages is not keeping up. The math isn't mathing. We understand that. So if you're at a point of just starting again, the whole point is that you start. If if you have it, and we I think we talked in the um, credit and debt episode um, a couple months back. If you have gone through your your uh, statement mm-hmm. and found any extra money, <laughs> take start with ten percent because maybe twenty percent is gonna feel it's gonna feel like too much at first. Feel, yeah. It's gonna feel like a big chunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take ten percent of your take home of that of that what you got and put that in savings mm-hmm. and then incrementally move it up just like you would like maybe your 401k maybe move it to 12 once you are used to that 10 after about three four months push it up to 12 after about three four months push it up to 15 you will get to that 20 because you'll slowly get used to seeing your normal take home will feel it'll feel normal mm-hmm. so that's true if you have it again because we know you know those who are just truly <clears throat> i don't have it I, listen, i'm stretched i get it mm-hmm. But if you found that extra whatever in your, in, after going through your, your statement and looking at what you really bought, that's where you can kind of make some of those, um, make some of those changes. Right. And I, I just go back to, I mean, we keep stressing, you know, of course we know that there are people that are truly maxed out, right? Yeah. Um, but I keep going back to that stat that is 17% below the poverty level. That means it's, 80 something percent above right mm-hmm. um and and still we still know above poverty threshold doesn't right mean, it don't mean you have it mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not mean that you have it but um just in looking at that percentage i do believe that there are more people that have some kind of leeway than people that don't right um 
So I just think, you know, even the discretionary funds, to me, when you said 30%, I'm like, if you're stressing out about money, see me, even 30% is a little high, but you know, I, I'm all, we know, you know, high, high attention. First of all, we know Quick would save 60% of her check. We, <laughs> for those who identify with me, who had to, have to trick yourself into saving, I get it. You are not there. <laughs> Maybe you'll get there. But today, do your 10%. Cause quick over there saving half a check. I mean, and I'm and I still have anxiety. It ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. I still have anxious. For those of you who are not there, get your ten percent. Like they tell you to do at church, which I'm still looking for that Bible verse, but I'm not gonna get into it like that. I mean, I I do believe in giving back to the Lord. I'm just saying, I would like somebody to show me where that verse is. That's all. Go ahead. Oh, um, debt. Yes, debt. So, um, that, that yeah, I think that's a great way to to start off savings. And I don't know. I just feel like you should really debt is a it's it's a month it's a monthly thing, right? You just have to do tracking, um, and it really will. If you watch the steps, if you watch the steps and take the steps, it really does help with your mental health. Because there's a sense of pride, there's a sense of ownership, there's a sense of control because so many people feel out of control, like they they don't know what's happening to their money, right? Mm-hmm. Tell your money what to do. We say that all the time. Tell your money what to do. And then when you start doing that, you have this sense of pride, like I did this. I, you know, I'm the one who's creating, you know, basically this wealth because you are creating some kind of wealth pool by paying off your credit cards, by mm-hmm. stacking up in, in your savings account, yeah. regardless of how small it starts out. Um, the fact that you, yeah, it will add up. It's just, it's math. (laughs) It's math. It's like, it just, it, it adds up. Right. Um, and it knocks down like that's, Mm -hmm. that's what just happens. So you do feel this, this sense of pride. It Mm -hmm. just comes. So like, yeah, that's all I can keep. I I will keep saying is just start. And that's why, you know, we went over again, please go back to the credit and debt episode where we really like went through Mm -hmm. it, but that is why both of us prefer the um, snowball effect to mm-hmm. pay off debt mm-hmm. as opposed to the avalanche because you get that we're human. We like yeah. gratification. And so I'm going to tell you now, I had my lowest card at the time. It's just stupid. It was like, well, I needed a computer, so it wasn't stupid. But so <laughs> my lowest like credit card debt when I was going through doing my snowball was like $800. And it was like Best Buy because mm. need a computer, whatever. And when I tell you, I went through, like I said, I did I did the things that I'm telling y'all to do. Went through, found my extra money, and I was like, all right, I could put probably about two, three hundred extra mm-hmm. over the over the minimum. So within, I would say it was two and a half months, because I did every time I got paid, I just put the three on there and I owed eight. So within a month and a half, I had paid Best Buy their money, kick rocks. And it felt it was just like it was it one of those things. Huge. It feels like when you get a gold sticker when you're a kid. Like, it feels yeah. like that. And so when you, again, start with the lowest credit card you have, because, again, if you have, a, again, most of us, let's be honest, we got more than one credit card. Mm-hmm. So if you got a credit card that's 800 and then you got another one that's 5000 you go, it's going to be a lot easier and quicker for you to get that feeling of accomplishment if you hit the one that's 800 The only caveat... I say is like in my case the eight hundred was a Best Buy. Mm-hmm. I would say 
if you have something extra and one of your other cards is like a visa, right, right, something right. that you could use anywhere if something were to go down, definitely, obviously, you may not be able to snowball it. But if you have any extra, like clear up some um, some of that limit yeah, so that you have yeah, some room on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, that definitely makes sense. And um, like she was saying with the, I, I think it, it's, it's very common for mm -hmm. people. I've, for the clients that I've seen, I've I don't think I've seen a client that had like a ten thousand dollar credit bill. It's usually a lot of credit cards mm -hmm. with very little balances, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I, because it it may total up to ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars, but you know, and that feels overwhelming, so they don't attack it. But I'm just mm -hmm. like, take out the ten thousand dollar number, right? Mm -hmm. Let's look at the little let's look at the little puzzle pieces, mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, I can knock off two of these this month. So do it, and it helps. You know what I'm saying? But again, they're looking at the the ten thousand dollars. Like I, I can never get out of the ten thousand dollars. But what you can do is get this one fifty off. You can get this seventy five dollar credit card off that has a twenty eight percent interest rate mm -hmm. instead of just letting be like I, I, I don't see it. I ignore. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Um, so it usually is a a, a lot of little pockets. Mm -hmm. I think another. Um, thing that can help with your mental health and your money, and we used to say it early, early on, is just to check your circles. Um, I really do enjoy, I and I say it literally and loosely to be funny, but I, I enjoy being the broke friend. Like, I have changed my circles and my close circles. I really do feel like I'm the broke friend. And the reason I will say that I enjoy it not necessarily monetarily because you know i'm a saver right mm -hmm. so sure so but income wise income wise i am the broke friend and the reason i say that i enjoy it is because i feel like i have learned so much from that circle mm -hmm. and there's an access to it and there's a push to it to make me want to be better before like when people were looking at me like you know whatever up here mm -hmm. it's like I was constantly always teaching but not being taught mm -hmm. I didn't have access to things I so it couldn't change my way of thinking mm -hmm. you know um there was a limited money's limited mindset I don't mm -hmm. believe that anymore mm -hmm. you know um so I just I say ch check your friends if you're in the same place now that you were 10 years ago mm -hmm. check your friend circle Mm -hmm. it, it, it will make a difference because having a certain set of friends, they, they're not going to allow you to stay in the same place. They're just not. Um, well, not only that, or to really to like put a finer point on that. It's not so much to, to your point. Like you say like crazy, so you hardly broke. But the concept of friends who actually improve you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that the thing is a lot of times um, because I don't really care what, what you mean. I feel like people should be able to teach you something. Yes. And I think if you have a group of friends, to your point, who are like, to some extent, like, I'm going to hold you accountable. I think that's what you yeah. really get yeah. from those from those groups. Well, and I think, I'll just say it was a small example, but it, it makes me laugh. But it was like, so I, when I had my house, I was talking about getting a fence for like a couple years. And Quick was like, Chick, if you get that bonus and I don't see no fence, we're going to have a conversation. Cause we, First of cause, all, cause what did you do my with baby Brooklyn? 
Please offense. Anyway, <laughs> so but it had, again, it was a small thing, but it was like you get this pocket of money if you get a bonus or whatever, and you can easily go do so many things. And it was again when you see the money, like it is so hard to separate. It's from hard it. to let it go. But yeah. I could pat myself on the back because everything I did that year with that, you know bonus whatever was for my home yeah. it was like stuff i needed to do yeah. so it was like all right cool that's what we got so then maybe next year we do something fun we're gonna see but like the only fun thing that i did that bonus was like i did get my beyonce tickets and i i'll be there. which i also encourage i, I encourage you i'm to going to see beyonce be frivolous um i was two percent she was not about to stress me out so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and and that's something like I mean, when I say circle of friends, it doesn't necessarily mean um, you know, they all ballers, they all make me richer. Yeah. Like you said, there's there's an accountability aspect, but you have to respect people that you know they have to be walking a certain walk for me yeah. to want them to be able to hold me accountable. You mm -hmm. can't be trying to hold me accountable. You ain't walking the walk. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I think in a, in a certain um, whoever your friend circle is as you're trying to grow mm -hmm. um you know even when i was doing when i was you know trying to pay off all this debt in the avid saver because i was in a certain circle it wasn't people like oh you being such and such because you won't i didn't have i didn't have those issues yeah. you know what i'm saying they knew i had a goal mm -hmm. Cheering me on, get to your goal, like you know what I'm saying. But if you're in a certain circle, especially if people depending on you to be the one to always go out and ball mm -hmm. and shell out and buy drinks, yeah, they're gonna be the one man when you decide right. I'm about to start paying off debt. And to your point, those friends, regardless of what they make, if they see that you like, listen, I got some debt, I'm trying to knock that out this year. They're even if they not they aren't in the position to necessarily help you, and right. they're not as financially savvy, they'll do little things that help towards your goal right and so like for example if i know my friend is like well she ain't going out whatever all right well i'm gonna bring a bottle of wine over we could just be at the house right. and you know pop off or whatever yeah, like sure. they'll still do things to support that because it's yeah. like all right well girl we ain't got to go out and spend 50 dollars on drinks i'll come over you know maybe we'll cook or something and still enjoy yeah. each other's company yeah. Yeah. um and they will definitely find ways. To, they just find ways to help you meet your goals in in ways that you might not have thought about. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's just very important because you only know what you know. True. Right. And you don't know. So, what you don't and you know. don't know what you don't know. So you know, having that exposure to people, you know, that are either where you're trying to go or you know that just have access it, it makes it makes a huge difference you know and i yeah. think you could do that whether you're making thirty thousand dollars or whether you're making three hundred thousand oh, dollars sure. you know you can have access to to to, to different um types of people mm -hmm. um by putting yourself in different environments you know we've talked about mm -hmm. it before it's some of that could come from you know volunteering mm -hmm. it, it, it's just just trying to you know meet those people mm -hmm. so I think that's that would be my one another big thing. Yeah. The other thing I would just speak to, because I don't know that we spoke to it in the credit and debt episode, but if you're like anxious about debt and what happened is you'll get all these letters from all these people saying, you can get a small loan or you can do this or you can do that. Only consolidate if it makes sense. So, you know, you consolidate, maybe you get a small loan and they just, maybe you aren't that person who the 10,000 makes you anxious maybe you're like instead of having this 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 and this just put it together and i'll pay one it's not having it yeah so and that's fine but only do so if that interest rate is lower than what you got going on over here Separate. it doesn't make <laughs> sense to 
otherwise you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right. It's like, okay, we gave you this money, but now you owe us more. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. look at the terms of something mm -hmm. before you do it, because if the interest rate is not lower, you're spending more money to do to do that. See if there's a penalty for paying it off early. That part. Uh, yeah, all mm -hmm. these things. So, mm -hmm. you know, there are definitely things you need to look at before you go into debt consolidation. Mm -hmm. So anything else? Um, the only other mental tip I would have is like try I know it's not a fun topic, but try to make it fun. Um, mm -hmm. in terms of your anxiety. So like make it a game. What are things that we creative things we could do for less? If you're worried about spending money or you need to cut back. Mm -hmm. Um Flip the perspective because a lot of times it's like, what can't I do? But right. It's like, the what can yeah. I do? Yeah. Um, there's a lot on really in any city. Like if you look at Eventbrite, there are some things that are actually free mm -hmm. um, that you can look into and do those things. And so use the money that you wouldn't normally use going out and save towards, mm -hmm. you know, your other goals, whether it's to save or got debt or whatever you got going on. Um Cut where you can. I know, you know, especially a lot of the parents or whatever, get that carpool popping. Um, you know, same thing with the the money game. If you make it a game to your to your point about paying things off or saving, um, that incremental incremental thing, like if you shift your mindset a little mm -hmm. bit, it can make you feel better about money. And um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you just, you know, take a step back, breathe, and then kind of kind of formulate a little plan yeah. to make you. Oh, that's good. Well, we hope we have given you some um, great tips, of you know, and like you said, we always bring ourselves to the table. We are not mm -hmm. exempt from anxiety nope. and um, all these mental issues surrounding money. Um, mm -hmm. Not at all. So, um, you know, know that you are in good company. Uh, that it, this is not an isolated issue towards you. I think a lot of times in depression, that's what it feels like, right? I'm the only one going through this. Mm -hmm. um, know that you're not in, a, in an isolated um, situation when it comes to, to money and stress. 72% um, of Americans feel just like you do. Uh, so just know that you're not in an isolated situation. And if you can somehow take baby steps, just really sit down at a table, be willing to assess, willing to face the truth about your habits, um, your financial habits, and just, you know, take those first steps. Uh, I, I promise you that things will change and they will get brighter and better. Amen. All right, y'all. Um, when we have our Dear Diva segment, we'll have a couple more. I got a couple of things mm -hmm. percolating. Um, <laughs> it is divaadvice at gmail.com. That is D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. We are on all the things. Make sure you subscribe below um, if you're watching us. But we are also on Facebook and Instagram, Divas and Duckets. Our website, www.divasandduckets.com. So you all take care of yourself and your mental health. And in the meantime, in between time, have a great attitude. Bye. Bye.